Am I born a sinner? The error and origin of original sin explained. The idea of original sin originated with a misinterpreted philosophy from the Greek Gnostics about the creation of the physical world. The Greeks adopted many of the ancient Egyptian myths, but they didn't adopt the culture that spawned the mythology because they didn't have a depth of understanding of the mythological concepts. That means they made up ideas to fill in the gaps of knowledge at their level of understanding. Because of the Greeks, we in the West have been trained to think of myth as simple tales and stories to entertain. Myth, by Western definition, has come to mean nothing more than fiction. Because of the Greek lack of understanding of ancient comedic myths, they came up with some pretty imaginative interpretations of the creation stories they stole from Kemet. In ancient Kemet, mythology was a way to express some ideas that were very elegant in science, psychology, biology, metaphysics, and earth science. Myth was not just stories. In his book, The African Origins, Dr. Muata Ashby states, Myths constitute a symbolic language that speaks to people in psycho-symbolic ways, satisfying their conscious need for entertainment but also affecting the subconscious and unconscious mind and its need for spiritual evolution. The psychological language of myths can lead people to understand and experience the transcendental truths of existence, which cannot be easily expressed in words. In other words, for those immersed in the African culture of Kemet, the myths were not just folk tales and entertainment. They were deeply held cultural and spiritual components of their lives. Because the Greeks took liberties with the myths, they derailed many of the spiritual components connected to the ideas. Christianity for the first two centuries CE was connected to Gnosticism by heritage and accepted many Gnostic theories. Later, the ones that didn't fit the political agenda of the Catholic Church were dispensed with. Because the Greeks didn't understand the mythology, the Christian fathers had even less of an understanding and built the foundation of religious doctrines based on misinterpretations and misinformation with the side of politics thrown in to grab power. Now understand that a doctrine is no more than an agreed upon theory. Theories that most Christians in the past and in modern times accept without question. The theory of original sin is based on a flawed understanding of ancient comedic concepts taught in the Temple of Ptah. The Gnostic and Christian teachings are anti-human, anti-self-esteem, and anti-self-love. All these states of being that are antithetical to humanity spawn disdain and hate for each other simply because we begin to look at our fellow man as wicked and evil. Because, well... Everyone is born wicked and evil, according to Christian doctrine. The original teachings were nothing like what it has become in Christianity. In ancient Kemet, you're not born a sinner. You are born divine. This is not based in pride and arrogance. It's a logical progression that says if there's one creator and everything originates from that creator, then it is a part of us. It is divine, therefore you are divine. The concept of sin was based on the Gnostic idea that being physical was a flawed aspect of the creator established by lesser aeons or supernatural beings. In other words, the true God was okay. 
But the lesser gods created a playground they could control and do as they pleased. The aeons became different than God. Again, we see the remnants of that idea in Christian doctrine when God created everything outside of itself in seven days. Not from itself, as is a part of the ancient comedic tradition. Many of the Christian doctrines are built from an ill-informed foundation of misinterpretation. If you've accepted but not examined the concept of original sin, you're operating from a flawed premise. Millions have suffered mental anguish from accepting the flawed premise of original sin. Let's take a look at the original teachings. My hope is in highlighting this monstrous idea that it will free you and anyone from the grips of guilt and shame associated with its acceptance. The original myth started with the creation and story of Ptah. Ptah is the foundation on which all physical matter originates. He's the rock in which Jesus says he will build his temple or church. Peter is a cognate of Ptah. The Greeks changed the name to Hephaestus, which was the god of fire, metalworking, stonemasonry, forges, and the art of sculpture. If you didn't understand the metaphysical implications, you would never make the connection to the Greek god Hephaestus and Ptah. You will notice in the Egyptian symbolism that Ptah has one leg and his hands are free. The symbolism implies an androgynous function with the ability to build. The Greek description of Hephaestus gives you a clue into Ptah as one that forms spirit into matter. He is the sculptor. There are clues to his metaphysical function. But the prime element within Ptah is the active and causal principle of fire. This fire or spark of light is held captive through its fall into space, time, and matter. You see symbolically Ptah is bound with only his hands free. One of the meanings of the fire or spark of the creator is bound in matter with the ability to create. This is the metaphysical secret that you must understand. This idea is where we are made in the image of the creator comes from. But the image is not a physical one. If you get stuck in the idea that it's a physical image, then you are lost to any amount of power you have on this plane of existence. I will repeat, the image that humanity is made in is the ability to create on the earth plane just like the creator. Not some big white dude in the sky or white Jesus is coming to save you. I mention the race because for the African diaspora, it is a psychological trap to worship a white God as a symbol of perfection that looks nothing like you. It implies you can never be that. It also implies the only one that can save you is a white male. So it's an upgrade in consciousness to realize God is more than anything or anyone physical. There are many nuances to this ancient teaching, but in this video, I'm going to focus on where the Greeks and the Christians originated the idea of the biblical fall of man and the idea of original sin. The ancient teachings say Ptah opened out earth and time. The spark of God came down or fell from the heavens into matter. 
Ptah as the physical expression of creation is the effect of the creative action started by Atum's fire or desire. The fire is how Atum and Ptah are connected mythologically. Atum would be the equivalent of an abstract theoretical hypothesis within our scientific terms in modern times. The fire of Ptah is still metaphysical, but is symbolically an aspect that created the physical universe. You can experience the results of that metaphysical fire that became the tangible universe. A common theme within the Egyptian netters are ones that are universal and others that are more specific to the earth plane. Ptah and Osiris are functional equivalents evidenced by the similarities within the symbolism. However, Ptah is universal and Osiris is more specific to the earth plane. Ptah is continuous creation. Because anything that materializes or comes into being in the perceptible universe has to first have the desire to exist. This is where the idea of law of attraction states there must be the desire as the most important step to manifest anything. It's Alchemy 101. Ptah is analogous to a tree trunk that splits in two by his fall into corporeality. In other words, duality occurs to create the perceptible universe. Many branches spring from the two halves, but each keeps the character of the half it derives from. The first branch produces netters of cause and activity, which are masculine. And the second branch produces netters of form, or the containers for the active seed, which is the feminine aspect. This is the second reason Ptah is symbolized with one leg. It's androgynous. Going back to the gender principle, Ptah had qualities of masculine and feminine, or active and passive. As the elements of creation descend further towards materializing, they may intertwine and cross, but the qualities of Ptah and the ternary of creative natters are always aspects of anything created or it couldn't exist. It would be analogous to having two types of desserts, like cakes and cookies. They're both different, but flour is needed as an ingredient in both to be made. This again is a logical progression of form and function within creation according to the ancient commissions. When imprisoned in the lowest depths of matter in which he works, his active heat is the hidden force and generation of any physical expression. Just another way of saying desire is the first step of any creation or manifestation in the physical world. Nothing happens in the physical without desires that is Ptah first. Again, this is Alchemy 101. Just a quick side note. If you don't grasp this basic principle, you will easily accept a victim's mentality. You'll not understand how powerful you are on this physical plane as the image of the creator. These ideas were meant to teach you how to access that power, not to make you helpless waiting on a rescue. The church taught us ideas that effectively imprisoned our minds to believe in fear and lack, when in reality the universe is full of love and abundance. You can see how the abundance of the universe is the factual norm in our world of computers and electronics. How is it that a PDF file 
or a video, for example, can be downloaded millions of times and yet it never runs out. Now, I just gave you a physical example of a metaphysical truth hidden in plain sight that you have probably never considered in spiritual terms. Think about it. The downloads are natural and a part of nature. Why would anything else be different? What's keeping you from experiencing that same abundance in your life? The answer to that is the way you've been taught to believe. The problem is our understanding of our world and nature is stuck in the Middle Ages because of belief in antiquated religious concepts, among other things. The ancients understood that at the foundation of our world is energy and vibration. So does our modern science. But they would rather keep us in the dark and create shit that will blow each other to pieces. So back to our class. Pata is the fire or desire to create all potential forms within matter. When you desire to create a beautiful cake or build a huge house, develop a beautiful yard around that house, or start a business, then the passion and desire of Pata is what's working through you. It's the passion to make, build, or create anything. That's the universal principle. This is the reason Pata is known as the master craftsman or builder. Is this making sense to you? On an individual level, your ka as an aspect of Pata is the desire to manifest in the physical. Our cells and organs have ka's as well. It's the principle of as above, so below. Again, in order for anything to manifest in the physical, the fire of the ka is its source, with the ba as the spirit aspect that will animate or bring it to life. The ba and ka are inseparable components in creation. They're specialized components of ra and pata that are more specific to their plane of existence. Pata's desire and passion as a force that is the ka is known as the father of fathers of the netters. In other words, the creative force within all creation. Without passion and desire, nothing would ever come into existence. You will see this fire represented in sexual ways like the phallus or an obelisk. The virility of a bull is also representative of the desire and fire. When you understand these symbols as metaphors for the metaphysical, they should give you insight into how nature functions beyond the physical. In ancient Kemet, the original idea of the fall is about how spirit falls into matter or nature and manifests. Not the sin of mankind as it became through the Gnostics and then inherited by Christianity. This is where understanding the original knowledge will help you fact check Christianity. You simply have to know where to look. Because you're here at Kemetic Center Living, I give you the knowledge to enlighten yourself and others when they're ready. You no longer have to be in the dark and afraid. What force holds the spirit in matter? In ancient Kemet, the netter set means separation or opposition. Set is this force of opposition that keeps spirit tethered to the body. The desire to exist becomes a trap of spirit and flesh according to the Greek Gnostics. This is where they made anything that could be pleasurable about existing as a human being anti-spiritual. 
This is also where Satan as an adversary to spiritual advancement comes. But they were based on ancient ideas of the science that they misinterpreted. Again, when you know the origin, it becomes easy to fact check. Misunderstanding Ptah and Set as functions of the universe is where Christian ideas like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak originate. For ancient Gnostics and Christians, enjoying the physical experience is tantamount to dooming the soul because you trap it into cycles of incarnating on earth. This is why Christianity has a whole field to study sin called homodiology. The intentions are to set you free from sin, to set you free from the body that would otherwise doom you to the hell they created. But the foundation of Christian theology is that mankind is inherently wicked. This backfires on humanity and spawns all kinds of aberrant behavior based on guilt and shame. When you begin to unravel the ancient Egyptian netters, you can't help but expose the origins of Christianity and understand where it came off the tracks. Ancient Kemetic spirituality uplifted mankind. Christianity became a religion that beats individuals into submission to illogical and irrational concepts one must believe without question. Sin is no more than a disease that Christianity concocted so they could give you a contrived cure of a savior. In other words, the foundation of Christianity is that because mankind is born sinful and wicked, only belief in Jesus as an exceptional miracle man can save you from the eternal torment in hell. There is no hell. Nothing in nature corresponds to hell. Again, as the ancients would say, as above, so below. In other words, everything in the metaphysical world corresponds to everything in the natural world. There's nothing in nature that corresponds to a hell, so it cannot be. Hell only exists in the minds of the men that wanted to scare everyone into submission of their power and authority. They just needed you to accept it on faith or belief without any proof. And I say again, you were not born sinful as Christianity has taught. According to the original comedic teachings, you were born divine. You're the spark of God made flesh. All of humanity shares that divine component. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe, like, and share this video with anyone that would be empowered by it.